Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic. After 630-20, pay $32 a month per line with AutoPay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit apply within two bills. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 630 20 Pay $32 per month per line for five lines with auto pay data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. My name is Steven Jodrand. Joining me today... As always, Jake Watroba and Arman Kafai. On today's episode, we discuss U.S. men's national team and the red-hot numbers of their attendance, plus another international segment of the counterattack with the one and only Jake Watroba. Listeners, before we get to today's discussion, follow us on the Twitter machine at Pod. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to the show and leave us a five-star review. Now, let's get to today's episode. What it do, nephews? <laughs> That's a new one right there. I've never, I, I don't know how to respond to that. You guys don't listen to Snoop Dogg? No, I go on RMBA, so that's why nephews. Huge part of the Reddit community. I, how, so. Okay, let me let, let's let's start over then. Hey, Armand and Steven, how are you guys doing? Hi, Jake. I'm doing well. How are you, Armand? I'm doing well, Steven. Um, I mean, some of us are doing better than others, but <laughs> I'm doing pretty freaking well. If you don't know, well, you know what I'm saying. It was a uh, an interesting day with the U.S. men's national team. Another friendly, another interesting result, and a lot to discuss, uh, guys. We go to uh, Houston, BBVA Compass Stadium. And just a side note, question for you. What's the ranking of that soccer-specific uh, stadium in MLS? You put it up there as far as the architecture of it? I think it's a nice stadium. And, I mean, if you want to, like, you know, rank it, especially with accessibility, it should be within, like, the top five stadiums in MLS. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, attendance numbers don't say that, so... I mean, it's a soccer stadium, so it's got that going for it. it <laughs> I, I, I so what you're are, saying is it's better than NYCFC's or Gillette Stadium. A, you've set very low standards there, my uh, guys. Well, that's what we so do yes, here. So yes, I am saying that. 
Listeners, Unc Sam Soccer Pod, there you can get the latest. Uh, guys, seriously though, Christian Pulisic, fourth minute goal assisted by Jesse Zardes. Boy, Jesse Zardes had a big weekend. Jake, you must feel really proud of yourself. You finally have yeah. a take where you're not going to be arrested for it. Uh, I'm telling you guys, he will be the striker for this national team for this upcoming cycle between now. He might be the starting striker for 2022 as well. So, hey, I, you, you guys you guys want to crucify me. I'm sure uh, our listeners did too. But so far, your guy here is looking pretty good on his prediction. Oh, that's true. Then five minutes later, guys, Chile finds the equalizer with a goal from Oscar Opazo, who plays his club football in Chile for Colo Colo. Kind of set up an interesting match. Two goals within 10 minutes of play, but then things turned sour as, you know, Pulisic was subbed off in 36 minutes with a, an apparent quad injury. And, and, and you got some interesting uh, Christian Pulisic stats, Jake. What are they? At 20 years and 189 days old, Pulisic becomes the fastest men's national team player to reach 10 goals. He was also making his 25th appearance. Pulisic also became the second fastest to achieve the mark by Caps, trailing only Clint Mathis, who hit 10 goals in his 23rd appearance on June 10th, 2002, versus Korea during the group stage of the 2002 FIFA World Cup. So it in my argument that he is single-handedly the best player right now with the U.S. men's national team, proven right. So, not getting arrested. Um, I don't. I don't know if this just proves that he's the best player right now. Who is Armand? You watched the game. Who was the best player on the pitch yesterday? Wow, you're you're putting me on the spot for this one. Um, oh, that's, that's that's tough. I mean. You could go with Michael Bradley, as everyone on Twitter has decided to go with. Uh, he had a pretty good game as a, out there as well. Also, so. According to a friend of the show, Sam Skayskull earlier Wednesday morning tweeted this out. Feeling punchy this morning. Let's do this. Michael Bradley is still the U.S. men's national team best player. And like all of you hate him. That makes no sense because Michael Bradley is not the most talented player. I think Christian Pulisic is a better player. If my if he said Michael Bradley is the best player in this Greg Berhalter system, then maybe he has a point. Maybe. But what are we judging these players on? I, I, a performance against Chile in a meaningless friendly in Houston, Texas, is suddenly going to put you as the best player of the U.S. men's national team? Michael Bradley captain the U.S. men's national team to not Russia. Okay? I don't know what he managed to do. But Michael Bradley's an important player, a veteran, experienced, but he's not U.S. men's national team best player. I think you could probably list uh, Tyler Adams above that. McKinney, Armand, your boy, better than Michael Bradley? I mean, talent-wise, I mean, I guess you could say at this stage of his career, yeah. Jake? Um, Bradley's kind of not the best and at He's kind of regressing a little bit, a little bit. Well, he's older. Jake, who are the best three best players right now with the U.S. men's national team? The three best players right now with the national team. Well, Tyler Adams is on that list. Christian 100%. Pulisic. Christian Pulisic. Okay, then who's the and, third? Who's the third? Oh, this, it's not Michael Bradley. Weston McKinney? No, Jake or you Jason know what? say Giassi Zardes. No, I'm not going to say Giassi Zardes. <laughs> let, me, let me challenge you guys to this. We, we talked about and we complained about the center back pairing last night. 
Is it John Brooks? Is it a little asinine to say John Brooks or Aaron Long is no. the third best player? Because no, because we saw because we saw evidence of that last night. I mean, that part of you know being a team that's going to have possession and build from the back is uh, so all these players aren't used to that. So you're going to start you know seeing them make mistakes, and we saw a lot of mistakes you know from Tim Marim. I'd say Omar Gonzalez had a couple. Matt Miazga even, and that and that back pairing really couldn't get out of line. I think Gonzalez has one key play where he skipped lines by finding someone in the middle. But, I mean, I think you're on something, Jake. You're on something in terms of the, the center, maybe one of the center backs being uh, a top three or four important I, player. The, well, wait, 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 wait. National... Did, you just, did you say important or best player? Because I think there's there's a distinction to be made. Uh, gonna... in, ter- in terms of what? Well, I'm just I'm just making sure I understood your phrase. Were you talking about best player or uh, as far as just an important important, important. important. and I think there's important. a distinction though. There's a distinction to be made. Best player does not equal import uh, that the most important. You could be an important player, but you, you can don't. throw John Brooks into the into the top three best players though. Yeah, I no, like. I think you absolutely can. I mean, maybe not the, Aaron Long, but I not Aaron you, but... Long, but John Brooks, you can. I mean, just apples and oranges here, but guys, top three players in the Premier League right now. You've got to put Van Dyke on the list, right? Based on his performance with yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, you'd have to. You'd have to. So why? It's not crazy to put John Brooks on the list. In fact, it's almost better that you put John Brooks on the list because Chile was able to expose the USA. And I think this is critical because somebody like a Mexico, which Armand foreshadowed, could use space... Who could, if the center backs cannot hold possession down, you can easily see the USA getting run over, especially against a superior offense. And I'm saying Chile is some wondrous team here. This is a little bit concerning. I don't think so. As far as the growing pains, um, and the thing I'm encouraged about personally is that Greg stuck to his guns from building out of the back because we're going to see those growing pains. It's not going to be all beautiful passing out of the back or whatever. You're going to see those growing pains. As long as he sticks to the idea, who knows? Maybe when it's time for Gold Cup, maybe those ideas are fully in standard, and you'll probably have your best two center back pairing there. But I'm glad he stuck to his guns. Armand, can I ask you a question here? Yes, of course. Tim Ream can't possibly be the best left back the U.S. have to choose from right now. Yeah, that that was really concerning. He can't be. I, there has to be someone else, but I mean, if you try to think of any, can you think of any off the top of your head? I real, I can't. I, that, and that's the that, thing. That, that's why I'm asking you. Am I, am I crazy for suggesting that there's somebody better than him right now? Because I, I, I watch him play, and there's nothing impressive about anything he does. And I, I don't, I don't understand how there isn't anybody in the pool that they're picking over Tim Ream right now. I really hate to be that guy to you know meet our FC Dallas quota. But I'm going to have to go a little bit of a tangent. I wouldn't be surprised. If it, well, I'm just kind of surprised they maybe haven't looked at a Hollings head or anything like that. Because the way what? Lucha Gonzalez. Yeah, you're, you call me crazy. I'm serious. Call me crazy. At Armanka 5. Yeah, call me crazy. But the reason why I say this is because Lucha Gonzalez's system is what? He had a, he had maybe a rough game out right back, but left back, a little more comfortable. And his system emphasized playing out of the back. So you're going to have a guy who's comfortable in playing out of the back and pushing forward, which is something – you know, Berhalter likes a little bit. I mean, obviously not in that system with Reem. Um, maybe he'll be more central. But, I mean, Holland's potential to be more defensive and more attacking. I mean, 
maybe it's just me being watching too much FC Dallas because I'm, I cover them. But I'm a little. I, I feel like he could be an option because you have what Daniel Lovitz and Tim Ream, and I think uh, Twelman said this on the on the uh, air. He said there's at least one moment in a game where Tim Ream makes a mistake, and you're like, oh wow, that's like that's a pretty bad mistake that you're making right there. There has to be someone else, and I don't think Anthony Robinson is necessarily ready yet. But like you're saying, Jake, I'm I'm trying to think of names, and like there's only there's not that many that kind of come to mind immediately. So are we saying John Brooks and Aaron Long are the two is the best pairing at the moment based on what we have seen? Yes. And I think this is good. We have a pairing now. Can we work around it? Can Greg Berhalter work with it? And I think Brooks being in the Bundesliga. That's a huge benefit because he's going to go against superior offensive players. And you need you need somebody back there to command everything. And Armand, I, I get it. It's growing pains. But it's a little bit concerning because there is some sort of emphasis on the Gold Cup. And I don't know if there will be a Confederations Cup come 2021. Rumors are out there that they want to get rid of it. Fine. Whatever it may be. However... It would be a good and great benefit for the U.S. to get to the Olympics, to win the Gold Cup, to make the Confederations Cup, whatever that tournament may be, and then eventually get to the World Cup. So my question to you guys is, is the U.S. ready to take on Mexico and win the Gold Cup? Yes or no? Well, I suppose I have to stick to my my take from five, six months ago where I said they would win the gold cup. So yeah, I guess, but they got a lot of work to do. <laughs> I would have to go with, uh, no, the no. way Mexico has comes out, came out guns blazing. Tata Martino's first two games have been phenomenal uh, and well, phenomenal might be too strong of a word, but they've been pretty freaking great. You know, a lot relative to his Atlanta United and Barcelona days, the high pressing and flying all over the place and That's winning concerning. the ball back, imme- winning the ball back immediately after, Losing it, if it, it reminds you a little bit of Atlanta United. Uh, my friend John Arnold has a really good post on it on Gold.com that, you, that y'all can uh, read about. Um, it's it's Tata Martino. His soccer is fun. I'm scared for a Mexico team that's you know been told to go balls to the walls. But I'm just gonna say this. I'm isn't just that what say you... this? Go, Jake. Our guy Greg Berhalter in MLS seemed to have. Tata's number when it came to oh, playing oh, in big matches. Oh yeah! I'm not USA, saying. I'm just saying. USA. I'm not saying. USA. I'm just uh, I, I. You know what? I'll say it. USA is ready to take on Mexico. You know why? Because Greg Berhalter, I'm stealing Lexi Laws, is fearless. He does not care, and it's fascinating to watch. And I think. I think Greg Berhalter is setting his team up to beat Mexico. He is trying to figure out how he's going to beat Mexico, and that's going to matter. Uh, ESPN.com. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I stole the question there. Is the U.S. ready to take on Mexico and win the Gold Cup? Guys, guess what Jeff Carlisle said? Yes or no? No. 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 Noah Davis, yes or no? No. 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 Jason Davis, yes or no? No. Yes. No. Ark Bell, yes or no? No. 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 Gustav Elvin, yes or no? No. 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 So clearly, there doesn't seem to be quite a bit. There clearly isn't the 
momentum swing with the U.S. men's national team to take on Mexico, but I think they can. I think they can make the game competitive and in tournament football, we know anything is possible. And Jake, you bring up a great point. Greg Berhalter did take on Tata Martino and has experience, and that cannot be overlooked. Cannot be overlooked. Now, fellas, quickly here, any last minute thoughts from the u.s game yeah my 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 final takeaway is from that friendly is i'm actually i mean you guys kind of alluded to it i'm very excited to see a usa mexico matchup not based on you know the rivalry and all stuff but to see another edition of tata versus burhalter remember tata has a really great respect for burhalter and his tactics during his days at columbus while tata was at uh, atlanta and remember columbus knocked out atlanta in that 2017 playoff run, I think overall that matchup's going to be fascinating because I want to see how Burhalter, because I think we know how Tata's going to play and how he's going to press them and win the ball back and have the players fly over the pitch. But the U.S. makes it there. I want to see how Burhalter adjusts his system because those spaces we saw against Ecuador specifically, they're going to get exploited by a guy like Chucky Lozano. Um, you know, if they have Raul Jimenez up top, he can win balls. You know, Chicharito obviously. Their midfield has been solid as well. It's going to be fun. Let me tell you, if we see a USA-Mexico matchup, I'm, I'm for sure you know pulling up a chair and being 100% focused on that matchup. My biggest takeaway from these last two friendlies or over this FIFA window here has been the attendance numbers of the Mexican national team playing in the U.S. versus the U.S.'s attendance records playing in the U.S. You can follow us on Twitter at UncleSamSoccerPod to dive deeper into this conversation with us on Twitter. But, Stephen, earlier today, today being Wednesday, you tweeted out the total attendance number for the two Mexico friendlies here in the U.S. in San Diego and in Santa Clara. 99,934 showed up to watch Mexico in their two friendlies over the last week versus 35,455 for the U.S. And I know a big debate on Twitter right now has been the ticket prices. Hot take for you guys. I don't think ticket prices is the reason why there is a sixty-four to 65,000 person discrepancy there. It's it's simple. It's just the fact that people want to go watch L3 play. That's, that's, that's the point. That's the thing. You put Mexico in the U.S., same venue, same location against the same team, you would have less people go to the U.S. game. I mean, think about it. If Mexico played Brazil and Neymar was there, that stadium would be sold out. But if the U.S. took on Brazil, and in fact they did, you would see a closer capacity of, what, 60 to 80%. It would not be as sold out. Let me ask you guys this. With both of you living in Dallas, Stephen, you were living in Dallas at one point in time. If Mexico played Brazil in Dallas at Jerry's World, would they sell it out? 100 percent that uh, place holds over what 100,000 people well i mean if you think well our last year it was a world cup tune-up they played croatia on the very rainy tuesday night and it was it was a uh, announced sellout guys what i'm fascinating to know is what the tv ratings will be i know the games kicked off at different times but i'm still fascinated to know what the numbers are and that that will reveal a lot to the debate, obviously, with the ticket prices. But let's get to the counterattack. Fast-paced, shifty movement, brilliant skill. Goal! 
It's the Counterattack with Jake Retrovo. It's Counterattack time here on Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. We are going international on this uh, this installment of the Counterattack. Uh, let's get the ball rolling here, fellas. Let's talk a little Premier League. Oh. Liverpool leads Man City by two points on the table, 76 and 74 points respectively. But Man City has a game at hand. Guys, with seven matches remaining for Liverpool and eight matches remaining for Man City, who will be crowned champion of the English top flight? City. Well, well, Armand's take is going to be biased because he's a City fake fan. So clearly the answer here is Liverpool. He's Virgil van Dijk. He's our number four. He loves to score. Yeah, Liverpool. Go Reds. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the Liverpool bandwagon. This yeah, this year. yeah, we all we all know you're a bandwagon man. DC United and MLS, the Rapids, the Revs, FC Dallas. How can you how can you like four teams in MLS? I barely like one. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, you're a, you're a journalist. You you can't like. Yeah, exactly. You have yeah, to be objective. I'm a, I'm a talk show host. I can I I can like what you I like want. Like oh, MLS, man. Enter Miami, Austin. Oh, yeah. You hey, know. Austin, top ten market. Ba- bandwagon, right there. Bandwagon. Jake, uh, what right, do you let's... think? City or Liverpool? It's gonna be City. It's not gonna be Liverpool. Will will have this Steven Gerrard Demba Ba moment again at some point <laughs> in the final seven matches. <laughs> And any chance they had at winning the league will be pissed away from something stupid that Virgil Van Dyke will do. There you go. There wait, I said it. I'm cursed. Wait, 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 wait. So City play Fulham, Cardiff City, Crystal Palace, Tottenham in the Champions League, by the way, then Tottenham again, United, Burnley, Leicester City, and Brighton. It's not the wow, easiest of schedule. But that there are some softs. Soft. Soft. What that's do you soft. Mean? Well, back-to-back weeks, back-to-back weeks of Tottenham and United. How are they going to get through that schedule? Okay, Okay. Liverpool's got Tottenham, Southampton, Porto in the Champions League, Chelsea, which, you know, Jake, you think is a soft team, Cardiff City, Huddersfield, Wolves, and Newcastle. I think Liverpool's schedule might be a little bit softer. No, 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 no. Especially after my boy Kanye said, "I'm a fixed Wolves." They seem kind of fixed right now. That'd be kind of that matchup. I think is be really fun to watch. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. It's gonna be Man City, Stephen. I'm sorry. No, no, it's not. Let's move on. Let's move on. Moving on. It's it's gonna be Man City, but we're gonna we're gonna move on here. We're gonna. No, it's not. Are we? Are we literally just re? Taping, it's just going to be a retape. Listeners, sorry you had to listen to that twice. Uh, 538, by the way, City, 66 to 34 favorites. It's a big number. But hey, Liverpool's going to win it all. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you, you heard it here from Steven. All right, let's, okay, fine. Let's move on. Let's keep it in England. Let's keep it in the Premier League. Let's talk a little Harry Kane. Yeah, there was a full feature done on him on ESPNFC.com earlier today. And towards the end of that article, they start speculating on whether or not Harry Kane could make a move to the NFL later in his career. Obviously, Harry Kane's a big New England Patriots fan. 
I think at some point in the article, he said moving to the NFL to kick field goals because obviously he's not going to quarterback the New England Patriots. Maybe maybe he'll maybe he'll be brought in to replace Gronk. Who knows? But I, I believe Harry Kane at one point in the article said it would make make him one of the greatest sportsmen of all time to tackle quote unquote uh, the Premier League and then move on to the NFL. Guys, do you do you buy Harry Kane? Making a move stateside to kick field goals in the NFL. How sale? How self-inflated do you have to be to say that you would be one of the greats? What sportsmen? Whatever he used to I don't call think himself. He said that. I think the article say be one of the greatest sportsmen. But to your point, no. Um, I would. I would rather see Harry Kane play at Gillette Stadium with the New England Revolution. Um, at like thirty-six or how old he is going to be when he when he decides to do that. Yeah, Gillette Stadium. I thought when you said. When you said 36, Armand, I thought you meant in front of 36 people. because that's uh, I mean, because that's how people are going to be there. <laughs> Harry Kane, 17 goals, 4 assists in the Premier League this season. Uh, Harry Kane might be lucky. He might end up playing with Tom Brady. Who knows? I mean, with, with the way Tom Brady's going, he might be lucky to meet, you know, yeah, Tom happen. Brady. Yeah, it's not happening. It's not happening. All right, let's move on. Not for Harry Kane. Let's talk a little Mexico. They win... 4-2 over Paraguay and 3-1 over Chile over the last two friendlies during the FIFA international break. Tata Martino takes a ball to the face, breaks his glasses. <laughs> I don't know how much Mexico the two of you watched, but how impressed were you by their play uh, over the last week? I mean, my other my other team, El Tree, like Landon Donovan says. Just saying. Yeah, well, yeah. No, very impressed, but the USA can't compete because I would be take cornered or arrested for saying El Tree have the leg up with the Gold Cup. No, very impressed. Very impressed with Mexico. Top to Martino, great hire for El Tree, and they're a fun team to watch. If you just want to watch good soccer and fun soccer, wait for the na- uh, Mexican national team to come to television. You got 90 minutes of fun right there. Steven, I do believe Mexico has quite a big leg up on the u.s men's national team right now just a uh, little throw my opinion out there so yeah but let's but move on wait, here. wait 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 no no you can't hear you can't say that the usa can compete with mexico and then go around well mexico I have a, a big leg up on the u.s men's national team my opinion right there can't go I around can say doing that. that i can say that yeah but okay. mexico has is a uh, the, the mexican national team has a lot more talent than the U.S. national team does right now. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that 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 that's not a wrong take to have. I just say that the U.S. can compete with Mexico in the Gold Cup. I believe they can too. But I'm just saying, with the, they have a, they're clearly better talent wise. They have a manager who has managed uh, internationally in Tata Martino. I just think they have uh, they have they have a leg up on the U.S. right now. But you know what? Well, we're gonna move on. Let's talk a little Champions League here to wrap up the counterattack. 538 released their Champions League favorites, and they actually show that Man City and Liverpool are currently the favorites to win the Champions League with uh, Barcelona a close third. Man City the overall favorite to win at 35% with Liverpool and Barcelona tied with 24%. Guys, who do you think is going to uh, be crowned the kings of Europe? 
Ooh. Let's go Ajax. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. That would be a man. dream. I would love for Ajax. Um, you know, I uh, uh, I don't think City will win it. Let's go hot take um, from, you know, as much as Spurs. Ooh. That was such a poor delivery. Uh, Juventus. Ronaldo will guide Juventus and Gigi. John Luigi Buffon will be disappointed. Interesting. I actually do have Ajax. I think Ajax will win the Champions League. They look. They have looked the. What are you, what are you laughing at? I don't know if the you're guy, just if you're just wanting Twitter to guy, hate you even more guy, or what. The guy who picked Tottenham, who, who might not even qualify for the Champions League next year. Hey man, it's okay. I, I, don't, my, I don't watch Premier League. The guy, League. Who's guy. Taken, the guy who's taking the team who hasn't won anything in the last what forty Something to fifty years. Something has to change. Couldn't win the league when <laughs> with uh, three years so, ago. They couldn't chase down Leicester freaking City. Is now saying that Tottenham is going to buy. By the way, uh, upset Man City and Tottenham. win the Champions League. Come on, man! You can't Ajax, tell man. me that. If you don't think Ajax has looked impressive, they have. They look good, but like relative to everyone else, Spurs at Armonka five for that guy. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Hey, John Luigi Buffon. If Juventus win it, I don't know what's going on through his head. That would just suck. But that's it for the counterattack today, and that's it for today's show. Actually, make sure you follow us on Twitter at UncleSamSoccerPod. Send your hate mail to Armonkify. Tell him Spurs will not win the Champions League. That is a preposterous statement. You can follow Steven Jodoran at Steven Jodoran. You can follow myself at Jake Watroba. For Steven, for Armon, I'm Jake. We will talk to you guys later. Deuces. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 no a month after $22.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills of cancel early remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 630 20 Pay $32 per month per line for auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums. Use rules and restrictions apply. 